Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Good morning. I'm Rabbi David Levine. This is Live from Home. I'm Sandy Levine. Welcome to our home. We want to welcome all of Beth Israel Messianic Synagogue Mishpocha to this morning's Live from Home segment. And a special welcome to all of our podcast listeners who have found us here on Facebook Live. We're so glad that you could be with us and join us. This is great that you have discovered yet another way that we can be together. Yes. It's uh, exciting for us to connect with people. And this morning is Yom Shabbat, Saturday morning, April 18th, 2020. And Brian and Deanne Rose and their family will welcome us to their home in just a bit. They'll lead us in Hebrew prayers and in worship. It's going to be a wonderful time. After that, we'll hear from Rabbi Yuri from his home, and then we'll return to the Rose home at the end of a final worship song. So we're moving all around Jacksonville here and so glad to connect with you from all over the world. I want to ask you if you like what we're doing here on Live From Home with Beth Israel to hit the share button on your Facebook page on this post, and that will let all of your Facebook friends know right now as we're starting that they can tune in too. And if you want to subscribe, hit the like button as well and the follow button. Those sort of function as subscription with uh, Facebook and allow you to be notified automatically as well. Don't forget if you ever have a problem while you're watching, if the, if the video starts freezing up or something like that, you can turn it off and turn it back on again. That cures a lot of ills. Easy. And there's a play button on your video post. You can push it and stop it and then push it again, it's sort of like a video player. And if you use that method, often that will fix everything. Sometimes you do have to rephrase. I have a request for today. As the worship team plays, I was wondering if the other members of the various worship teams would just give us a hello. We're sorry we can't see all of you in person, but we'd love to just see your names and hear your comments. And we want you to know that we miss each one of you. And so it'd be great to hear from you. And you can let us know uh, the worship team that you're on or if you're on several, let us hear from you. So everybody who's on Beth Israel worship teams, Now's the time to start commenting when we go to the roses. Everyone, please join in with your comments. Remember that our top goal, our most important purpose here is to connect with you and for you to be connected with us so that we can all be connected together. We don't want anybody to be feeling like they're alone. You're not alone. God is with you and the Mishpacha is with you too. So it's great to be together. And through your comments, you're able to participate in ways that are just fantastic wonderful times of fellowship even while we're worshiping and while we're gathering together on the shabbat so special welcome again to our podcast listeners so glad you could be with us now and this remember is the first shabbat after the passover week it's a fantastic time of joy and a time of anticipation as we count our days toward shavuot Wonderful time of the year. So from Sandy and me, we can say Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. And let's join the roses to live from home. Hi everyone, good morning, Shabbat Shalom. Uh, my name is Brian Rose and I'd like to welcome you to our home. This is my wife Deanne at the piano and my children Brendan, Audrey and Alex. And I'd like to invite you to join us, off, join us this morning with the Shema. 
So wherever you are, if you can turn and face, um, for us in the United States, it would be east to face Jerusalem, wherever in the world you're watching from, you can face and join us as well. The Shema. Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad our God, the Lord is one. Blessed is the name of his glorious kingdom for all eternity. And now the Veshamru, the reason why we celebrate Shabbat every week. The children of Israel shall keep the Shabbat, observing it throughout their generations as an everlasting covenant. It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. And it shall come to pass that from one new moon to another and from one Shabbat to another, all flesh shall come to worship before me, says the Lord.
this morning and um, now we're going to turn it over to Rabbi David and Rabbi Yuri in their homes. Thank you Brian and Diane and happy birthday Alex. Happy birthday to you. Shalom, Shabbat Shalom congregation. Good morning everyone and welcome into our home. I thank you for joining us today. It is so great, so great privilege to us. Today, I want to continue with my Friday, Friday night message. Uh, we talked about bless, a blessing from the Lord and how to be a blessing to others. And my subject for today is how to look at your own life in terms of a blessing. I believe it is so important for us today. I know that for many people, much easier to give than to receive. It's much easier for many people to believe that the Lord loves and wants to bless somebody else 
but not them. And from my experience, I know that some people, they live in constant self-condemnation with sense of constant guilt before the Lord. Sometimes they feel miserable and not worthy to receive anything from God. I know this is uh, often happens in the lives of believers. But I would like to capture your attention for uh, one minute. And I want to tell you a very important truth for today. It is very difficult. It is very hard to be a blessing to others without correct perspective on the blessing from the Lord in your own life. It is very hard to pray. It is difficult to believe and almost impossible to rejoice in this position. If you have wrong view of yourself in God's eyes, it's very hard to be a blessing to others. And I would like to read from Leviticus chapter 9, 22 and 24. Please open with me and uh, let's, let's read together. Let's look in the scriptures together. And please keep it in mind. So let's start with verse 22. Then Aaron lifted up his hands towards the people and blessed them. Then he stepped down from presenting the sin offering, the burnt offering, and the fellowship offerings. Moses and Aaron went, then went into the tent of meeting. When they came back out and blessed the people, the glory of Adonai appeared to all the people. Fire came out the presence of Adonai and devoured the burnt offering and the fat of the on the altar. When all the people saw it, they shouted and fell on their faces. Incredible story. Revival in Israel. The Lord came into Israel. It is a beautiful picture. So I would like to point, I want to point out, and it's a very important uh, idea here, that the Jewish people, they were not worthy. All of them were guilty before the Lord. Many times there were pain in the neck of Moses and Aaron. We know that from the story of our people. But despite of all of that, the Lord himself decided to elect them and bless them. And Moses and Aaron were ready to pass that blessings to, to their own people. Despite of everything, the Lord himself chose people for himself. It is, it is a great revelation in the scriptures. The important questions for us here is why? Why the Lord chose them to bless them? Or let's say more accurately, because of whom they were able to receive a blessing from the Lord. And the answer is the blessing of Aaron and Moses, the high priest of Israel, was made following a blood sacrifice. The blood of the sacrifice is the only foundation upon which all our blessings rest. The only way to go through the blood of sacrifice. It's beautiful. For you and me today, I want to read a wonderful promise from the Brita Hadasha from New Testament. It's in the Romans chapter 5, verse 6 and 11. And please bear with me. Romans 5, verse 6 and 11. 
What a wonderful verses here. I mean, please read with me, look carefully. Just bear with me here because this is the foundation for us. This is the blessing for us. This is freedom for us in these verses. I believe, I remember when I uh, read this place for first time in my life, it's really changed my attitudes, changed my approach. So Romans chapter five, verse six and 11. For while we were still helpless, at the right time Messiah died for the ungodly, ungodly people who were far from him. For rarely will anyone die for a righteous man, though perhaps for a good man someone might even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Messiah died for us. It reminds me of Jewish people who were un unholy, unworthy, but they were chosen by the Lord. Verse 9, let's continue. If then, before we came to the Lord, Lord loves us so much that Messiah died for us. How much more then, having now been set right by his blood, shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if, while we were yet enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, how much more, think about it, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved by his life? And verse 11. And not only that, but we also boost in God through our Lord Yeshua, the Messiah, through whom we have now received reconciliation. What a beautiful word, reconciliation. Bible says here, we're reconciled. It means forgiven, accepted by the Lord. We have every right to stand in the presence of God. And thank you, Brian, for this beautiful song, in your presence. We have every right to stand in the presence of God because of the sacrifice of Yeshua the Messiah by his blood, by his sacrifice. So let's ask one question, one more question, because I, I can hear like some people ask, but what if I feel that I'm guilty, not worthy to stand in God's presence? What if I feel that I'm not worthy to be with the Lord? So let me read one more place of scripture for you to build your trust in the Lord, because it is not about our feeling or how we feel about ourselves, but it's about trust to the Lord, trust in him. It is in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. And please open with me. It's 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. Be prepared. It's even more. <laughs> even more promises. But you are a chosen people. What if you don't feel it? It doesn't matter because you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood. It's going more, more farther. A holy nation, a people for God's own possession so that you may proclaim the praises of the one who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. 
you were shown no mercy, but now you have been shown mercy. Accept it by faith. It is so important. God shows you to be royalty for his possession. I mean, think about it. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. For what reason? So that you may proclaim his praises. He wants you to bring him glory. To glorify him by your life. This is his goal. To be a blessing to people around you like Abraham was, like Moses was, and many, many others in the scriptures. The blessing from the Lord, his love, love of the Lord is available to us today, not because we are so good or deserve something, but rather because the perfect sacrifice of Mashiach was made for us. Once again, his blessings, his love, not because we are so good, though we are some of us, we think we are good enough. But I want to tell you, it's only because of sacrifice of the Messiah. He made us worthy to receive his blessing. Even more than that, it is God himself who is pleading with us. And in the second Corinthians chapter 5, verses 19 and 21, it is beautiful words for us. That is, in Messiah, God was reconciling the world to himself. Not counting their trespasses against them. Think about it. And he has entrusted the message of reconciliation to us. We are therefore ambassadors for Messiah. And though God were making his appeal through us, and we beg you, on behalf of Messiah, be reconciled to God. He wants us to stand before him. Can you hear him appearing to us, appealing to us in the verses I just read? And the most important thing for today, please understand and accept it. It is very important to be humble enough to accept his sacrifice. To accept that you are blessed and beloved, you are wanted, wanted by the Lord. You have been bought with a great price. It is important to thank him and live a new life filled with his presence and contributing to his own pleasure. Knowing that, how can you not place your trust in him? Yeshua became sin, suffered our curses, weaknesses, and illnesses so that we would receive his blessing, live life of blessings for people around us. It happened, paid in full. Yeshua bought our blessing with his blood. It is so profound. So I want, would like to end with this idea. This is why the blessings of Moses and Aaron, the high priest of Israel was made following a blood sacrifice. Because the blood of the sacrifice is the foundation upon which all our blessings rest. Thank you so much. Thank you for, for everything. And let's welcome Rabbi David from his home. Rabbi David. Thank you, Rabbi Yuri. I think what you're talking about today is so important to be focusing on the fact that Yeshua has made a way for us. 
God has provided for us the means by which we can be reconciled to him. What's our responsibility? It's, it's to respond to that. We can't be passive. We have a responsibility to act. It's consistent with all the responsibility that's mentioned during the time of Passover. Remember at Passover, each person was required to make a decision themselves to stay in their home. Each person together with their families was required to set aside time that had been appointed by God and had been designated by God. It wasn't up to every person to set that time up on their own calendar according to their own priorities. It was a matter of response. This is one of the most interesting parts of faith. Faith in part is a response. It's a response to God revealing something to us that we need to act on. And when we have faith, it means we've heard something that we are now responding to, and we respond by being faithful. Our faithfulness is our own part of the response to God, because we're saying, God, you've spoken, you've showed us something to do. You put something in our hearts, you've given us understanding, and we want to take action on that. Now, many people are trying to come up with plans for themselves, and then they realize that there's something spiritually alive going on in them, something powerful that maybe they can't fully identify. It may be unfamiliar to them. It, it may be for some people that this experience feels more like intuition or more like thinking or, or more like feeling. But it's actually, if, if you pay attention to it, it's a spiritual response to something that's happening to you. There's something that's both external to you and different from you, but it's also giving, giving birth to an experience that's internal to you. The external and the internal become united in you. And your response is to know something. You know it in your heart. You know it in your mind. There's a knowing that's intellectual. There's a knowing that has to do with intimate relationship and feeling. And both of these knowings, all of these knowings are working together simultaneously. And when that's going on inside of you, that means that faith has become alive in you. Now, what to do in such a situation? It's to acknowledge it, to recognize it, to act on it, to be wholehearted, to be single-minded, and not to be confused or even bewildered. You may be uncertain. You may have to move as Moses did when he saw the, the burning bush from a position of curiosity to a position of engagement with the Lord. Moses approached that burning bush simply because it was a curious sight. But what he found there was not the curious sight he was looking for. It was the Lord. The Lord was showing up and the Lord began to speak to him. Moses didn't even realize what was going on at the beginning. The Lord said, take off your sandals because this is holy ground that you're standing on. And in the same way at Passover and during this Passover season, I, th I think some of you who are watching right now had an experience that started with curiosity, but it's moving in another direction or it's moving deeper than that. And I want to say to you, this is part of what Passover is for. It's to engage you and to liberate you from the kind of separation from God 
where you feel like you're not fully alive, that, that you're not able to fully experience all that God has in mind for you. Maybe you've heard what other people say about their relationship with God and you've said, I would like that, but I've never had anything similar to it. Maybe you've thought, as Rabbi Yuri was talking about, that you've disqualified yourself because of the things that you've done that you're truly regretful for and sorry for. And maybe you're trapped in wrong thinking. And you're thinking, because I've done these things, because I have sinned against God and against people, that there's nothing I can do to remedy that. Maybe some of those things happened in your distant past, then you just know you can't go back in time yourself. You can't fix things by time transport. And so you're, you may be trapped in your thinking and in your feeling, or you may actually be a believer who's, who's double-minded. One part of you says, I do trust God, and the other part of you really doesn't trust the mercy of God. You think that you don't deserve mercy and you're not going to get mercy because you're so guilty. Well, there's a need to deal with all of that. There's a need to focus on it, to pay attention. One of the, one of the scriptures that is read, one of the Haftor readings for the Passover season is from Ezekiel 37. And this is a profound and important experience that Ezekiel is having because the Lord comes to him and shows him a valley of dry bones a valley that's filled with death. Those who have already died, not only are they dead, but they have been dead for so long that there's, there's nothing left on their bones. They have simply become the, the dead and dry bones of a Middle Eastern mass graveyard, if you can imagine. That's the picture. And Ezekiel is surveying that in a spiritual way because God has brought him there. And the Lord asks Ezekiel a question, can these bones live? Can they live? And Ezekiel's first response is, well, Lord, you know if they can. Only you would know that. But then the Lord says something to Ezekiel that's challenging because the Lord puts in Ezekiel's mind and in his heart something that Ezekiel has to do. And the Lord says to Ezekiel, speak to the dry bones, prophesy to the dry bones and speak life to them and call for the spirit of God, call for the spirit of God to come from the four corners of the earth and to come and to bring life back to these bones. And Ezekiel does that and he sees a spiritual vision of what happens when there is this kind of, of resurrection life being poured out on the dead bones of the Jewish people, the dead bones of Israel. And he sees the bones coming back together and, and sinew, the connective tissue joining them and muscle and flesh. And he sees the people alive again. And this is so important for us. In a way, when Moses came to the children of Israel in Egypt, he also saw something like this, it, a very different picture, but he saw freedom and he saw life. He saw new life. He saw beyond what the character of the Jewish people merited and what they had the ability to perform through their behavior. He saw them the way that God saw them. And in the same way, when the disciples of Yeshua went through that tragic experience of watching Yeshua tortured 
and murdered and crucified, treated like a criminal. It cost them so much disappointment and so much emotion. And they struggled thinking now their whole future is gone. But it wasn't because there was a mystery at work. There was a secret thing at work, what God was doing himself. And he was paying a price in order to redeem. He was paying himself for the price that you and I could never pay for ourselves. And he made it possible for you and for me to be reconciled to God so that we could come out of our bondage and out of our slavery. So right now, as you're considering your own condition and thinking, am I, am I really ready to walk with the Lord? I hope the answer is yes, because this is a time and a season. This is a time of not just preparation, this is a time of transformation. This is a time of celebration of resurrection life. When people all over the world on Easter Sunday are proclaiming the resurrection of Jesus, what they may not be realizing is they are proclaiming the victory of the God of Israel through the Jewish Messiah over the power of sin and death. We who are Messianic recognize that and we realize that Yeshua died for us and he rose from the dead. This is our proclamation. This is one of the keys to the insight that we have as Messianic believers. We know that he did something. God did something for us. He came down. He took on human flesh. He became a man so that he could be a kinsman redeemer, so that he could purchase you and me and pay the price for us to be delivered out of slavery and bondage. I'm thinking about our own conditions and I'm thinking about our own expectations. We're in the middle of this coronavirus pandemic and there's still great uncertainty. There's still uh, so many people who are suffering. They're sick. Many have died and it looks like there will continue to be large numbers of people who get sick yet and many who will die. It's a sad thing to be anticipating. And while that's going on, there's, there's something else that's required of us. And that is that, that we keep focusing on the Lord and we keep focusing on the future that he has in mind for us and a desire that he has to be a blessing to us so that we could be a blessing from him and through him to other people. This is part of our message to everyone this weekend be a blessing and to recognize that we're we're in a time when we need to respond to that and part of our response is to expect good to expect good from the lord to expect god to do things that are personally important to us and that are important to us as a mishpacha as a family i want to encourage you to dig deep in order to develop that expectation and have the expectation that God is with you, that he will be visiting with you in your home and with your family, that he will be watching over you and protecting you, that he will be a shield for you. Of course, you need to exercise all the wisdom he's already given you, whatever practical instructions that you are aware of that you need to follow, do that. Don't think that following the Lord and being led by his spirit is adverse to common sense and obedience to wisdom. 
both of those things, all those things work together for good. That's why God calls us to love him with all of our heart, with all of our soul, and with all of our strength, and with all of our mind. We use all of our capacities, including our intellectual, our emotional, our spiritual capacities, in order to show love to God. And when we do that, it unites us and we become an integrated person who has real shalom. We become more full. And then we become a vessel that God can pour into, and he can pour so much into us that we can start overflowing. We can become like those from whom rivers of living water will flow out from us. I want to encourage you to, to think clearly about your own condition and to recognize, is this a time for you to make a decision to turn to God, to be deliberate and to be decisive? Is this a time for you to adjust your perspective and to put off maybe bad attitudes you've had, criticisms or even self-defeat that you've had, the confusion of conviction with condemnation. Don't allow yourself to be condemned. You have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. You've been purchased. You've been paid for. God loves you. He knows your name. He calls you by name and calls you to live for him. And I want to encourage you to do the same thing. I want you to pay attention to this. I want you to know that God wants to use you to speak good to other people. He wants to use you to be a blessing to other people. You'll be coming into contact with people. You may, you may even meet some of these people in the comment section on our Facebook Live posts, and you may participate in those comments. You may discover that there are people out there, people in our congregation, people all over the world who have decided they're gonna be a blessing. And you need the blessings of God so that you can be a blessing to other people. When your heart is right, when your attitude is right, when, when you recognize that the sacrifice that you needed has been paid for and provided by the Lord, it is so rewarding, I think, and it's so encouraging. It empowers you. Instead of feeling like you're running out of resources, you'll feel like your cup runneth over, as the psalmist said. You'll feel like your storehouses are being filled up, even when the world around you is struggling. Isaac, in the midst of a famine, sowed seed, and he reaped 100-fold. It can be famine all around you and blessing right where you are. It can be a time of struggle that you're going through. And don't, don't belittle yourself if you face such things as a job loss or financial setback or even the, the sense that your, your personal finances have, have been just turned completely upside down. The Lord is watching over you. He's looking for you. And as you put your trust in him and you start blessing the Lord, as you're faithful to him, as you put into practice the things he's shown you to do already, I believe that he will show himself faithful and he will rescue you. He will deliver you. You may have to keep praying. You may have to fast and pray. But do this one thing. Act with faithful obedience. Do the things that you know to do already. Don't look for other things when, when you have something in front of you. Many of you have heard me talk about the season of my life where I needed understanding from the Lord about how to, how to prepare for my future and what direction I should go in. And for years, I was struggling to find direction from the Lord. And there was a point where I was 
rising early each morning and seeking the Lord. And I had an experience with the Holy Spirit that was, that was very startling to me. The only way I can describe it is like this. While I was praying and I was asking the Lord to show me and to give me answers and to, to satisfy my questions, I felt the Holy Spirit speak to me and say, no, I'm not going to tell you that. I'm not going to speak to you about those things. I'm not going to tell you anything about that. And my first response was to say, why, 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 Lord? And then the Holy Spirit spoke to my spirit. This is how I experienced it. And he said, I've already told you 27 things to do that you haven't done. And I thought, oh my gosh, what? I was self-defensive at that moment. And I said, what? And he said, well, get some paper and write it down. So I started making notes and he brought to my mind, it was a spiritual experience. And it was, if you can understand this, it was simultaneously an intellectual experience. I was having an experience spiritually, but it was engaging my memory and my thoughts as well, my knowing. And I started writing down notes that had to do with my desk and cleaning it up and little things that seemed unimportant to me. Minor tasks is how I was treating them. I came up with 27 index cards. Some of you know what index cards are. If you don't know, incidentally, I happen to have some index cards right now. I, I have a 500 of these and I make notes on these and use them as a tool. They, they're very dear to me sometimes. But during that season, the Lord spoke to me that there were 27 things that he had told me to do that I hadn't done. And I realized I considered all those things unimportant, but the Lord considered them necessary, mandatory. As I started acting on those 27 things and started checking them off, I was experiencing grace from the Lord and a sense of his favor and, and really closeness. This may sound strange to you, but it really did connect me with God. I heard something in my spirit, but it wasn't just spiritual. It also engaged my mind and my will and all of my being. I started acting on that and that was the beginning of a breakthrough that resulted in me receiving direction from the Lord for my life. You may be in the same situation. The Lord may have already shown you some things and you may have not even recognized that they're from the Lord or dismissed them. You could have been a person who's been praying and saying, Lord, help me. Maybe you're not even yet someone who's fully committed to God, but you've been crying out to God and you've been saying, God, help me. And you've been wondering, is God real? But you've been treating him as if he is. And sometimes you don't even believe in him, but then you pray to the one you don't believe in. That's a very familiar experience for us Jewish people and for Israelis in particular, to, to pray to the God that they say they don't believe in. But you may have heard something that you didn't recognize was an answer. And if right now you're realizing that, make notes, write it down. Take notes of what's clear to you now so that you can hold on to it, you can conserve it, you can be faithful to it, and then you can fulfill it. Take notes so that you can do what you know to do. One of the keys to spiritual growth is to do now what you know to do now. Do the right things now. Take those steps. Take the first steps 
and then take the next steps. After you complete each step, you can come back to the Lord and say, Lord, that assignment you gave me, I've now fulfilled. I'm ready for the next assignment. As you ask the Lord for your next assignment and allow yourself to be available to him to give marching orders to, for him to give instruction to, you'll start experiencing new intimacy with God and new growth. Whenever then your own sin or your failure seems to become a barrier between you and God, remember that Messiah died for you. He paid the price for you. He's provided an atoning sacrifice that is absolutely sufficient. And simply by trusting God for what God has done for you, and by knowing that, by recognizing it, by being clear with it, and with the Lord and with yourself, and saying, that's how I'm reconciled. That's how the price is paid. Just by doing that, you'll discover new grace, new power, and new joy as well. And you'll go, even through this difficult season, even through this valley that could be desperate for many people, even through times of disappointment, you won't always need mountaintop experience because day by day, you'll discover that the mercies of God are fresh every morning, in every circumstance, even in the midst of the pandemic that we're in. Even while we're in, under stay-at-home orders, someone's come up, I think it's Travis Dexterhouse came up with a, a phrase, Shabbat stay home. It's like Shabbat Shalom, but it's a seasonal greeting for us during this time. Shabbat stay home. So I want to encourage you, draw close to the Lord during this time. It's a wonderful time of anticipation as we're moving toward Shavuot. Later in May, we will discover the outpouring of God and we will know for ourselves that what God is doing includes us. Well, we have a word that's familiar to many people in our congregation, Kadima. It's a Hebrew word that means forward or charge. And if you're new to, to what we're doing, I want you to learn this word, Kadima, forward. It's an attitude that we have at all times. We wanna have it whether things are easy or things are difficult. Well, I wanna take a few moments and Congratulate Alex Rose, part of the Rose family that was leading us in worship and Hebrew prayers earlier today. Alex turned 16 today. This is his 16th birthday. I asked him how it feels and this morning he said, well, nothing's changed yet. He didn't have any feelings yet. We'll see how it goes. Alex, I hope your 16th birthday is a terrific day and it's a, a beginning of a whole new season for you of joy and maturity and service to the Lord in many, many different ways. I also want to recommend to you that you look at a special Facebook post that we have each week called Torah Teasers from our Cantor Aaron Jacobs. And Cantor Aaron has a, has a wonderful feature at each of our Saturday morning services that he participates in. It's, it's a Torah teaser where he reviews three scriptures that, that raise very important questions for us and stimulate us to be reading the scriptures for ourselves. We all look forward at Beth Israel to Cantor Aaron's Torah teasers, and now we have them on Facebook, and we have audio versions, and later this weekend, we're gonna post a special edition that is a video that Cantor Aaron recorded from his sailboat while he was sailing. And I think you'll find it interesting, you'll find it, um, clever 
and even funny at times. You know, as serious as the times are that we're in, it's important to be able to have a good laugh and to maintain your sense of humor. And Cantor Aaron, thank you so much for making that contribution with deep thoughts and even funny ideas at the same time. So this is a great time for us. It's a great time for us to be recognizing what God is doing and to be making ourselves ready for even more. Right now, I want to take a moment to thank everyone who has been faithful in giving tithes and offerings during the season to Beth Israel Messianic Synagogue, and also who's been supporting Messianic Jewish teachings, our outreach ministry through podcasts and global outreach. We're just so appreciative of you. We, we know this, that when you stand shoulder to shoulder together with all of us at Beth Israel, we can accomplish so much more than we ever could just by ourselves. We are in a season where we can't use our building at all, but we have all the expenses of the building. We can't use the building, and yet we are not allowing ourselves to be crushed or limited by this. We're seeing this as a new opportunity. And because of the faithful giving of tithes and offerings, we're able to meet all of our regular obligations and we're able to expand the effort that we're putting in. Even though our expenses remain the same, they've actually increased in some ways because of the cost of the technology that we're having to use in order to reach you in this way. We are continuing to expand our tent stakes. We are looking for opportunities to reach more and more people. We've reached over 36,000 people through our Facebook Live, uh, Live From Home, segments that we've been doing each week. And we are looking forward to when that number is 100,000. I don't think it'll be that far into the future before 100,000 people have been able to join us at different times for our live from home segments. Thank you so much to everyone who is sending in their ties through the mail. We appreciate that so much. And to those of you who had the habit, it's a wonderful habit, of bringing your tithes and your offerings to the synagogue for Shabbat services and presenting them to the Lord there. Thank you for being flexible and adapting and embracing Giving Fire and PayPal, our online giving platforms that have been just so well received. They're, they're been, um, they've been secure and easy to use. We've never had any kind of security or safety issue or compromise with those that have the highest level of security to protect your, your giving. And we're just so grateful for those of you who are using Giving Fire and using PayPal. You can find how to give using <clears throat> PayPal and Giving Fire by going to our website, bethisraelnow.com slash giving. And that will take you right to the giving the giving webpage where you can discover how to connect with us financially um, through your generous giving, through Giving Fire, PayPal, or how to send checks. You'll find our mailing address and so forth. The one thing you can't do is you can't bring cash to uh, make a contribution because we aren't there. We can't receive it. So if 
if you're normally a person who does contribute through cash, we appreciate so much your willingness to adapt and to be flexible and to find other means. Your giving and your support has really been a great blessing to us. And we thank you so much for the ways that you are helping us be solid and stable. Your faithful giving encourages us in many ways and allows us to be generous to others in need and allows us to keep moving forward together. We're so grateful for that. Well, we're going to close out this segment with Aaron's blessing, the high priest blessing. Aaron, the brother of Moses, was instructed to bless the children of Israel, to gather the children of Israel together and to pray a blessing over them that they would find all of their greatest blessings coming to them from the Lord. And so that's our habit. And I want to encourage you to join with us after this blessing. We will have one more time at the Rose family with the Rose family in their home. And we will return for the Rose's last segment with another worship song. But right now we're going to gather together for Aaron's blessing. And I know there's social distancing, but if you're with your beloved, you can be close right now. Thank you, Sandy, for joining me. Sandy always has the habit when we're at Shabbat services together on Saturday, she comes up to the beam and stands with me so that I'm not alone. It's precious to me. And often she kisses me while we're there. So <laughs> Jack will pray with us. <laughs> Jack, we're so glad that Jack Russell's with us. A special shout out to Coco and all the other faithful pets of the Beth Israel Messianic Synagogue, Mishpocha. Let's, let's pray. Yivarechecha Adonai v'yishmarecha. Ye'er Adonai panavelecha v'yichunecha. Yisa Adonai panavelecha v'yasem lecha shalom. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep watch over you and protect you. And the Lord cause the light of his face to shine upon you. The Lord be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his face to you and give you his shalom. In the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace. Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Shabbat Shalom. Stay tuned for one more worship song. Live from home goes to the Rose family.
Son, the one we've waited for. El Yon, O Senu Malkenu, God Most High, my Maker, Shabbat, and we'll see you next time.